It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Livax Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. Well, first off, happy 4th of July weekend and uh, enjoy. Uh, it's going to be a little warm, there's no doubt about that. We're going to talk a little bit about how these uh, higher temperatures have been affecting fishing here in the Brainerd Lakes area. Nate Blazing is going to drop by and talk about uh, some things here locally that are going on, as well as uh, Ray Gildow. He's going to give us a little history behind Pelican Lake, some very interesting information there, and we also get the latest out on Mille from Steve Pontiac. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we kick the show off with our local report. Nate Blazing joins us, as always, with SNW Guide Service. And uh, Nate, always keeping a very close eye on what's going on here in the immediate Brainerd Lakes area. And I guess, Nate, really to start things off, the heat, it's <laughs> that's been the thing right now. It's made fishing, I'm sure, a little tricky for you guys, especially as guides. It has, Brian. Um uh, you know, I guess it even more emphasis on if you can get out early in the morning or right when that sun's going down, it's much more enjoyable. However, with our guide trips, we're out there most all the day, and you got to make the best of it. Um, I personally don't handle the heat real well, but I just had some people from Georgia yesterday, and as I was saying, I don't know if I can take this anymore. They said, this is, this is comfortable. So it's all perspective <laughs> of what you're used to, I guess. Yeah, I suppose they have to deal a little bit more humidity down there uh, than, and that's one nice thing is we it hasn't been you know super humid. It's just been very hot, but our water temps, I'm sure, have been spiking. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah, the the last few days it has really taken a jump, and you know we were talking about a little bit off air that it's right around that 80 degrees. It might go down to 79, you know, something like that overnight, but then soon as that sun gets up and by midday you're around 80 81 82 so um with the way the forecast is looking for the next handful of days i think those water temps are really going to get pretty warm and um you know you got to be real careful i would say when you do catch fish now you can't keep them out of the water very long at all so if you're not going to keep them get them released you know take a quick picture get the hook out and get those things back in the water because this will really stress them out and uh yeah you got to be quick on that and would somebody want to be fishing shallow or deep? I mean, what would be better for the fish, you know, for this time of year? Well, usually what happens when those water temps get this warm is your deeper water is cooler water, but also that stuff will start to lose some of the oxygen. So it may push the fish a little shallower. I still think there's plenty of oxygen out there because we are seeing some fish out deep, uh, especially, I would say, again, the larger pike. Um, it's probably peak time for the, the bigger pike right now, and those things are out in that 26 to 35 feet. Uh, you go off our normal walleye structures, and you get a little deeper than the walleyes usually are, and you just see all these big arcs, and we've been you know, popping down on them with either a jig and a minnow or a lindy rig and uh, some really, really nice pike consistently. So that's been really fun. You slide up a little shallower um, you know, in that green cabbage and so forth, and you're still getting pike, but they seem to be a little smaller size, so those bigger ones are definitely out in that deeper, cooler water right now. And I would imagine the weeds are getting pretty, you know, and, or like Mandy likes to call it, vegetation, um, are, are getting pretty prevalent out there right now. Yep, the veg, I would say, is 
is uh, all the way where it's going to be. Um, again, with these clean lakes, the zebra mussels, uh, we've noticed every year that weed line kind of transitions a little deeper and a little deeper, and it actually varies in certain spots from year to year. But uh, gull in particular, some of the spots we like to walleye fish, we've got a weed line out to 28 to 30 feet in a few spots. Um, so that's kind of one of the keys is, you know, it's hard to give a depth. It, it's so much more related to that weed line, and that varies so much on these area lakes. But, yeah, it's some pretty thick weeds. We pitch a lot of weed weasels, weedless jigs, and it gets so thick in some of those areas. Even with the weed guards on it, you're still snagging some of them. But the, the fish seem to be hiding deep inside that stuff to, uh, I guess, stay in the shade and get that fresh oxygen from the weeds. So. In last week, Nate, you talked about uh, live bait being a little bit tricky to get right now, a lot of it because of uh, some of the shallow water that we've had because we haven't had a lot of rain. Um, how hard is it to use live bait right now in these hotter temperatures like that? I'd, I'd imagine like red tails and spot tail shiners and stuff like that, it's it's almost impossible to use them. It's tricky at best uh, because when we do all go out with clients, um, they see what we use, then they want to go get it. And we're kind of like, well, good luck finding it, first of all. Um, secondly, if you do find it, you can't just put it in a minnow bucket and hang it over the, the side of your dock. Uh, they'll be dead instantly. Uh, the last couple of days, i got to carry a bag of ice around with me and constantly kind of put, slowly put ice in throughout the day to kind of keep them alive, and you're still losing quite a few of them, even with the oxygen going. So uh, it is a challenge right now. Those, those minnows just... Uh, don't like that temps getting that warm so it's a challenge but all the more reason then uh leeches have been working pretty good uh for the wallies especially on a slip bobber so they're a lot easier to keep alive uh, as long as you don't forget them outside your cooler and leave them overnight in your garage which i happen to do from time to time and then smell it the next morning when i walk in (laughs) (laughs) what about the crawlers Uh, anything happening with them or is that kind of not quite there yet Nope, I would say there's definitely, since we talked last, uh, a, a transition going for the crawlers now. Um, their guys are pulling spinners with crawlers, and then they're also uh, just doing a slow death hook, which is a plain hook with a little bend to it. And uh, rather than having a spinner on it, you just move a little faster at, say, that 0.8 to uh, 1 mile an hour, and it just kind of spins that crawler. Uh, we've been doing that in some shallower water at, say, that 12 to 15 feet. Uh, with just a little bit of vegetation around, and you're kind of skipping through that, and that's been pretty productive. So there's definitely a crawler bite that is happening now. And maybe somebody just wants to go out and get uh, some panfish or or some crappies or something like that for a a fish fry or something like that, Nate. I I would imagine these warmer temps, that's pretty, you know, conducive to those. Yeah, yeah, especially these flat, calm days. Again, um, you know, a really easy way to do it is just, find some of that cabbage that's that's shooting up and again we've been in that eight to 15 feet and it seems like the deeper edge of the cabbage is where the nicer panfish are hiding right now um you can see the vegetation when it's flat like this and then also once you start fishing you know there's just piles of the fish down there so you can almost pick which ones if you're on a bunch of small fish you move and uh if you look down and see a bunch of nicer fish well then go for it but uh it has been a lot of fun with the, the sunfish and the crappies. Uh, the crappies seem to have gotten a little smaller for us, but, again, that's kind of day-to-day. Um, the bass action, again, is very good. Um, we've just been using rubber worms, casting those out, or some type of minnow on a jig, too, but uh, really good action. Uh, we had a younger guy 
I think two days ago, got a 22 or a 22 and a half inch uh, largemouth, which was, you know, we didn't wow. weigh it, but I'm guessing it was six pounds plus. So it was a big, big fish, and he was pretty proud of that. I bet. One last thing, too, I did want to ask you about, Nate, before we let you go. Um, as a guide and having to be out in the sun, you know, every day like you guys are doing throughout the summer, the clothing you guys are wearing now has changed a lot in the equipment that you're using because you guys really have to protect yourself, you know, with skin cancer and everything like that. What has changed for you guys here in just the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, when I started, I I guess it was pretty common. I'd wear jeans and some kind of, uh, you know, t-shirt, something like that, and you usually just sweat your way through it. And you're exposed to the sun, and, and now the last couple of years, uh, there's been so many advances with the clothing, with the SPF uh, protection stuff, a lot of the Sims gear, Rapala makes some stuff. Um, we wear gaiters quite often because that, you know, the top of your ears is a place that it usually gets at your forehead. Um, for myself, being bald, if I have my hat off, the top of my head goes from white to red in about 15 minutes. So, um, you know, we do try and gear up pretty heavily now with that special uh clothing uh some guys even go wear gloves i haven't went to the gloves yet i haven't tried them yet but uh i also remember you know the wise tale that fish can smell sunscreen and for the longest time i didn't even wear sunscreen and i remember probably oh i don't know seven eight years ago i had a client and i would not put it on i was just cooking and she was literally dripping white with sunscreen as she was putting it on. And I think she caught six or seven walleyes to my zero. And I said, well, the heck with that. So I started wearing <laughs> sunscreen ever since then. <laughs> so That makes sense. Uh, I mean, I, I myself, I, I find myself wearing, even in, in weather like this, I'm wearing long sleeve shirts out there. And like I said, I, I wear a gaiter uh, anytime that I'm out too, because, you know, I've got, it's hereditary in my family as far as skin cancer goes, so I have to be very, very careful. So, I mean, I, I, I get it with you guys and, and what you have to go through. Yeah, and like you said, that's the neat thing about these new shirts, especially with their long sleeves. They're really light and breathable. They got a hood on, so half the time, short of knowing what boat each guy drives, you can't even recognize us because we usually have a gator on our uh hood up and some glasses on so there's not too much of your skin exposed anymore but uh i talked to a lot of guides that have done this for a long time and you hear a lot of um pretty scary stuff about the skin cancer so it's something that i've tried to take a lot more seriously lately and protect each other you know protect ourselves as much as we can with that clothing for sure and we've come a long way with that uh there's no doubt about that that's nate blazing he is with uh, snw guide service you can check him out at uh, snw guide service up there on 371 north as well as all over social media too nate i really appreciate the info as always uh good luck stay safe out there and uh we'll we'll talk to you soon buddy Sounds good, Brian. Have a great 4th of July and stay cool. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Ray Gildow joins us. And uh, Ray, of course, with the Nisswa Guides League, always brings a lot of great information to us and uh, keeps an eye on Winnie Leach for us. And uh, he's going to feature another lake this week. Uh, We'll let you know what that one's going to be here in just a bit. But uh, I guess, Ray, uh, we'll start up on Winnie. What, What are you hearing up there? You know, Winnie has been pretty good. Uh, it's been a, obviously a hot week, a lot of days with not very much breeze, four or five mile an hour breeze. 
<clears throat> so some of the folks have been going out a little later in the evening. <clears throat> They've been uh, trolling crankbaits. Believe it or not, uh, uh, some folks were doing well with Lindy rigs and worms, but the crankbait pole has been really good, and it's been a deep crankbait, 23 to 30 feet deep, pulling crankbaits, and the blue has been the hot the hot color. So uh, they're still doing well with uh, with the smaller fish, those 9 to 11 inch fish, which I know a lot of people aren't going up there for that, but it's still fun to catch those. And then they've been doing some uh, pretty good job of catching keepers. And uh, Lindy rigs and jigs have worked, uh, but the crankbait has been the best bite on Winnie this whole week. And uh, checking in with uh, Kim up at uh, High Banks Resort, they are full this weekend. And they are almost full for the entire month of July, which is uh, unusual. We've talked about this in the past. And I think part of that is just because the people that go to Canada can't go up to Canada. And it's looking more and more like they might not be able to get to Canada. In fact, they're not going to let us Americans go anywhere, it looks like, for a while. Uh, things have clamped down quite a little bit. So anyway, that's been really good for the businesses on the uh, resorts in the northern Minnesota and uh, Winnie's been a pretty good lake, so if you got it, if you're near there, get out there and give it a try. Then, kind of sliding down to uh, Leech Lake, that's uh, where I'm sitting right now. It's uh, pretty flat out here today, but it's been beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. And th- there's been uh, kind of two bites on Leech, uh, and I'm talking probably more from the central part of the, the big lake to the west side. Uh, the central part, the best bite has probably been on night crawlers and leech, uh, lindy rigs, and also on some uh, spinnerbaits. And then in the areas where there's vegetation, if you go up into Sucker Bay, up in the northern, uh, up northern part of Portage Bay, uh, the guides have been doing well with uh, bobbers. So lindy, uh, leech is becoming like Winnie. A lot more guys are bobber fishing off that vegetation line, 8 to 12 feet of water, uh, with leeches, and uh, it's been a pretty good bite, and it's been a, a real mixed bag. A lot of 13, 14, 17, 18-inch fish, occasional 26, 27-inch fish. Uh, and on leech, uh, the limit is four with one over 20, uh, just like the rest of the state, and then the other three have to be underneath that 20 inches. But uh, it's been pretty decent, so uh, not discouraging at all. Uh, we had a fly hatch here this week. Uh, there are fish flies everywhere, and if you want to make a fish fly stew, you'll have no problem finding enough to do that. It's been crazy. And then jumping down into that Brainerd area, uh, I think it's it's getting a little tougher. The walleye bite's getting a little tougher. The uh, bass bite is starting to turn on a little bit more. Uh, I was out with customers this week, midweek, and we did okay. We didn't kill them, but we, we did okay. And we were mostly finding them in that 9 to 12 inches or 12 inches, 12 feet of water, rather. And uh, it's been, uh, the whole week has been just so nice, so gorgeous, uh, that that's going to really turn those fish on. We got temperatures here in the mid-70s on leech, in the mid-70s on gull and north long, and uh, that's going to help turn on those panfish, too, because this is the time of the year, if you like to have a fish fry, get out and catch some of those panfish. Uh, we have a, an abundance of panfish, especially in our bigger lakes. Uh, I always encourage people not to put too much pressure on the little lakes. Keeping those 8- to 9-inch fish uh, for uh, eaters is a great thing to do, and you can find them now from 5 feet down to 12 feet of water, and uh, they'll just about bite on anything when they're really biting like they are now. So uh, don't pass up that good meal of sunfish or bluegill, bluegills or 
crappies if you can find them mixed in with them too. And then today I'd like to talk just a little bit about Pelican Lake. Pelican Lake is one of our real historic lakes. You know, we had some great resorts on Pelican Lake with always used to be uh, occupied by movie stars. This is before my time, of course, before your time too, Brian. <clears throat> but there were uh, a lot of Clark Gable and lots of people came up to uh, Breezy Point. That was a well, well-known resort around the United States of America. And this lake is very, very unique in that it's crystal clear. And it does have zebra mussels now, but it's not crystal clear from the zebra mussels. It's been crystal clear for decades. As long as I've ever fished it, I can remember, you can go into areas when there's no wind, and you can see down 15, 16 feet of water. In fact, the weed line, uh, uh, the, the vegetation line on this lake is often 26 to 28 feet deep. And to find walleyes in the spring and the fall, you have to get outside of that walleye or outside of that uh, vegetation line to find them. Uh, not that they're not in their vegetation, but they're pretty hard to fish there. This is an 8,000-acre lake. It's got a, a public landing on the northwest side, just north of Breezy Point. There's another public landing uh, in Jones Bay, which is on the southwest side of the lake. And then straight south, uh, there's another public landing there. So there's three really nice public landings uh, on that lake, on that side of the lake anyway. And the north side of the lake has some wetlands. Uh, it's Halverson Bay. Is, uh, is one of the areas I like to fish. Uh, it's got a great population of bass, and there's some really big bass there. It's got a, some really nice northern pike. Uh, in that lake, I think some of the biggest pike I've seen in central Minnesota have been on uh, Pelican Lake. And it's also got um, a pretty good population of uh, crappies. So crappies, bass, and northern pike, and walleyes. And I talked with Mark Bacigalupi from the uh, fisheries department last winter, and they were a little disappointed in the productivity of Pelican the last couple of years. And so they were going to try to boot that up a little bit if they could this year, but I'm a, I'm guessing that with the uh, coronavirus, they have not been able to do that. But there's also uh, a very good population of bass. There are still decent walleye numbers in there. And it's not unusual, Brian, in the fall to go out and fish walleyes on Pelican Lake in 53 to 54 feet of water. That's where they're often found, way down deep in that clear water. And uh, makes it a little bit tough if you're pulling a lindy rig. Uh, because there's so many things that you can tangle up with, and it's hard to feel a bite that deep. So my recommendation would be in the spring and the fall to go down there with jigs and minnows. Uh, it's going to be much, much easier to, to catch them and, and keep them. Uh, fish off the deep weed edges, 26 to 30 feet. Don't be afraid to go out into that deep water. And uh, it's a unique lake. It's got so much depth, and so many of the drop-offs are sheer cliffs. You can literally go from the front of your boat sometimes in five feet of water and walk to the back of your boat and be in 35 feet of water. It's just absolutely sheer cliffs on some of them. <clears throat> and there's also lots of expansive areas of shallow water. So it takes a little while to learn that lake, but when you do learn that lake, it is a unique place to go fishing. You know, it's funny you mentioned Pelican, uh, Ray, because I know you you uh, keep in contact with the Nisswa Guides League there and everything, and, I, and I've talked uh, here a while back with Marv Kep, a uh, legendary uh, individual here in the Brainerd Lakes area, and he's told me how much he loves that lake. And so, I mean, that, that tells you something right there. 
Yeah, and he lives on it. That helps too. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> he, but he does. Uh, he he fishes it a lot. He fishes it in the wintertime a lot for panfish, and he uh, he knows that lake like the back of his hand uh, when it comes to walleye fishing. Marv's been on the lake. Marvin and Judy have been there for many many years, and he knows the lake very well. And uh, when it's go- when it's going well, it's a fun lake to fish. How much have you fished it, Ray? Well, since I was a kid, I fished it on and off. You know, most of my adult life. The last couple of years, I haven't been up there, uh, just because it's been a tough bite for walleyes. Uh, but it's a great place to go for wa- for bass. And then in the spring and the fall, you know, we're always listening. We're always listening to Marv and some other of our friends up there when they're telling us there's a bite on in the fall. And that's when we love to go up there because uh, it can be a great, great fall lake fishing. That's Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League, and Ray always bringing some great information to us. Uh, you can check him out, com as well as all over social media. I appreciate the info as always, Ray. Good stuff. All right. and you, you have a great fourth, Brian, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. We head out to Malax, get the story out there from Steve Sapaniak, as we always do. And Steve, you know, warmer temps is kind of the thing right now. Uh, our water temps have really jumped up right now, and I'm sure that has affected fishing out there a little bit. Oh, most definitely, Brian. Like I was, you and I were talking, it's a matter of overnight a dry raised four degrees, which is incredible. I mean, that's awful warm. Right now I'm on a lake, and it is uh, surface temperature in most areas is 80 degrees. I was on a lake with my one son, Travis, yesterday. We had a great time catching largemouth bass, but it spiked to 80 degrees, too. That's just way too warm water temperature for this early of the year. So I think we're in for seeing a lot of things we haven't seen for about 10 years since we've seen this early water, you know, warmer water temperatures, Brian. So bass fishing might be the best thing, huh, Steve? Well, you know, for us, it was a really fun time. Travis and I were on Farm Island, and uh, we were, you know, with leeches and bobbers and right next to the bulrushes, which we've done before. It's a great time, and but uh, the weeds were thicker, and we were losing, you know, a few of those nice big bass. You know, we had some four or five-pound largemouth on, and we went a little heavier equipment, grabbed our walleye rigs, and we proceeded to have fun. And right now, those bass folks are sitting in the smoker, and we had a mess of them last week, Brian. They were delicious. So uh, a lot of people throw back the largemouth bass. You keep it up. We enjoy eating them. Where are we at right now with muskies out there? Because with these high water temps that we have, that's got to be, you know, is it tough right now or... You know, I, you and I have talked about the same scenario for many years, and I always said the hotter, the muggier, the buggier, the better, and that's true. That's true. You know, I love it when the water temperature slowly rises and it fits the uh, fits the month. You know, right now, eighty degree water temperature should be the end of July. Unfortunately, like I said, you know, a week ago, the water temperature spiked, you know, four or five degrees overnight. That kind of quick change really does make it tough for the muskies. We're seeing some, we're catching some, we're, ha- we're having hits. Like I had a couple of guys two days ago. My God, we had three hits and we had a couple of nice follows. They're new gentlemen to the sport and they did great. But I would say, honestly, right now, Brian, the quick temperature rise, water temperature rise has done nothing but hurt the bite. It's hurt the bite for the muskies, especially the northern pike. They're just well, not existent. I talked a 
lot of other guides, and we're trying to figure out what's going on. Is it just the water temperature being swarmed, or have they been taking a huge major hit like we think is happening from the uh, people who spear in the wintertime? A lot of guys still don't know the regulations, and I hear a lot of guys bragging about three, four, more than 40 inches they got in one week. Well, that's not the way the law is set up here. Uh, what about some of those small lakes around Mille Lacs, Steve? Are, are people having some luck there? You know, great question. Uh, Farm Island, like I said, water temperature spiked. We tried uh, bottom bounce on Lindy rigging for walleyes the other day, slip bobbering, you know. Uh, the only thing, you know, we had going was a largemouth bass. Uh, even the nor- northern pike were non-existent. You know, they were hunkering down somewhere. You know, the ones we did catch had leeches on them. So that tells the story. They're laying down. Uh, Lake Shakopee, you know, haven't been there since spring. Right now, it's weed choke. Good luck trying to get any kind of bait in through all that uh, cover and growth they got. Plus, the water temperatures there are well over 80 degrees. So that's hurting, too. I would say anywhere you go. I talked to my other son, Tyler. He's down in the cities. He called today. He said the water temperatures are over 80. He talked to a buddy of his who's up by um, up past Grand Rapids musky fishing. Water temperatures are 80 degrees up there. So it's like, you know, big major change way too soon. You know, it puts a lot of pressure, Brian, on the fish. Is there any luck with sunnies right now, Steve, at all? You know, we were in shallow water. You're we were catching some really small ones. Uh, go a little bit deeper, eight nine feet. You're going to tie into some bigger ones. You know, uh, three to a pound this time of year is big. Right now, the major, the big sunnies. You know, you're looking at the ones from eight nine ten inches plus and everything. They're hanging out deeper. They're hanging out where they can right now. They're trying to, you know, with the oxygen level and everything being depleted because of the heat and the shallower water. They're trying to find forage in the deeper water. It's been a little tough for them too, Brian. You know, everything is feeling feeling the effects of mother nature you might as well say some you know imagine how heat affects people it affects you know people differently some can take it tolerate it and that's what the word is tolerate and some just can't you know it's awful hard on them and everything you know and the system shows it like me guiding in the in the heat and everything my stomach goes to heck i don't feel like eating or anything so it's the same with the fish when the water temperature spikes you know it affects them to the point where do they want to be active and have fun and chase a bait and stuff pretty much they're hunkered down and just waiting for this to uh, subside a little bit more before they get active. It'll be interesting here because uh, we're going to deal with this pretty much, I think, through the rest of the weekend into early next week. So hopefully maybe things will cool down a little bit and then we can get back to normal. But um, yeah, it's been a really interesting last couple of days. It has been, you know, and the muskies, like I told you, uh, we talked about it uh, beginning of June, you know, the opening was June 6th and everything. They were already out of the shallows. They were already staging the secondary locations as of the last seven, eight years. That hasn't happened till about the third week of June. Well, it happened at the beginning of June, so that shows you how far things are and how things are turning. I hate to see the water temperature get any higher, you know, but it's going to happen. On the other hand, the only good thing that's going to happen out of the water temperature going higher, Brian, it's going to help the muskie fishing and the northern and pike fishing. What happens is you get a big uh, die-off of tulipian and whitefish. The oxygen down low, uh, lower where they're you know thriving right now, it gets depleted for them. They can't handle it and they die off. You're going to start seeing like the old days of Leech Lake, Cass Lake and Lake Winnebagosh and Lake of the Woods. You're going to see a wave, maybe two, three miles it's all white with dead whitefish and tulipy. That's mother nature that happens. What happens though in three days to five days is all those nomadic muskies that live off of the whitefish and tulipy in the main basin in the dark, deep water they come into the shallows to feed and then watch a hell of a good musky bite happening and the big trophy pike are right behind them what about night fishing out there steve i mean if it gets cooler at night would that help out a little bit 
Well, it should. You know, we tried uh, last the other week with the new moon and everything. We set out there to just about midnight. We had nothing going. It was, you know, my old spots and everything. Not a thing was moving. Uh, the bugs were there as usual, but <laughs> the muskie bite has been pretty slow. And it's not just Malax Lake at night. It's all over. I know Lake Vermilion has been feeling the effects, too, the night bite. I know uh, the uh, resort association up there by Lake Vermilion and the guides were asking last fall, can we get the muskie stocked again in Lake Vermilion? It brought a lot of revenue, same as Mille Lacs. Everybody prospered with the muskies really being abundant in Mille Lacs. Well, too many people are, you know, the representatives up in Vermilion said, no, we don't need them. And we went through the same hassle here in Mille Lacs Lake and other lakes, too. There's a group that doesn't want muskies in different lakes, and they got paid politicians. One guy admitted that he got kicked off the Pike and Muskie Alliance Committee and everything. You want to, you know, muskies, folks, don't eat all your walleyes. Let's get something straight. One, you don't own the walleyes. No one does. Two, they'd rather eat a pike. They'd rather eat a crappie, and they'd rather eat a smallie. The, mus- the walleye has a hard raid back, so yeah, that, they'll take a few, but not as many as everybody thinks, not near as many. Steve Saponiak, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate the info as always, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you very much, Brian. My pleasure. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And uh, one little last thing we wanted to mention before we wrap things up for this weekend. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources cautions residents and visitors here in uh, north-central and northeastern Minnesota to be aware of elevated fire conditions uh, this hot and dry holiday weekend. Recent heavy rains in other parts of the state unfortunately bypassed the abnormally dry uh, region, leaving fire danger very high right now. An unintentional spark in these dry conditions could ignite a wildfire. Already this year, escaped campfires and fireworks have caused more than 40 wildfires here in Minnesota. So with interest in these activities heightening here on the 4th of July weekend, the DNR offers these reminders. When enjoying a campfire or lighting personal fireworks, keep a hose or water nearby. Remember, fireworks are not allowed in state forests, state parks, or any other state lands. After a campfire... Drown, stir, repeat until it's out cold. If campfire is too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. And if you do see a wildfire, call 911. So just a friendly reminder there. We all want to get out and enjoy the uh, the outdoors here on the 4th of July weekend. But uh, be smart, be safe. And that'll wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. Also stream the show live at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com, and we're all over the podcast platforms as well. So wherever you download your favorite podcast, just search Brainerd Outdoors and give us a nice rate and review. We would appreciate that. Have a great 4th of July weekend. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Live Axe Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.